the 19th Hole Podcast presented by Golf Talk Live and brought to you by Perfect Practice Putting Mat, Yips, and Survivor Golf Tee. Let the word go out from here across the land that Daddy Noonan uh, approves of the 19th Hole Podcast. All right, all right, here we are on my favorite time of the week. Another opportunity to sit down at our virtual table, crack a beverage, kick back. Lately, I've been hung out there alone because my boys have been missing, but not this week. Christian's back. Favorite golf talk livers back, baby. Christian the Zamus, Alan DePew, Fish and Chips Andrew is still a wall, but hey, Christian, I've had some guest hosts in here. I don't know if you've been listening. Oh, I'm Boston listening every Bob. week. We had Boston Bob in here last week. Bob Baldessari, Mike Armel even fit in there. You know, always welcome both those boys because always good time chatting with my, my boys. But it's good to see you. It's amazing to see you. I'm happy to be back. Assignment's finally over for me. And uh, wow, man, what a, what a few weeks it's been, seriously. Yeah, and like I said, Andrew's still out on the road. Tony Leodore, he's always on the road because he's the traveling golfer, but he'll be checking in. I think it's uh, next week he uh, he will be calling in from a distant ro- remote location. We got a lot of, stuff, lot of things to talk about. We're going to talk about the new tour because I want your opinion. I talked about it with Bob Baldessari last week when he was with us, but it's even taken a new twist. We're going to talk about – we're going to even touch on the match, whatever. We're going to also talk about the LPGA – player of the year going on little note rory making a big change big change big change and uh oh yeah there's some golf going on also in the wraparound so uh i'm gonna go right to the stop right to the like i'm, I'm staying on the notes this week okay <laughs> first <laughs> time for, for everything right i mean at least, at least for now so greg norman hired independent contractors so there's no there's no conflict with shark enterprises and new tour lots of it's all about money i mean it's all about money and in the year the asian tour 12 tournaments i mean the shark tried to promote the the shark was the guy he was at the forefront wanted a world tour wanted the best players really quite frankly it's probably where we got the world championships out of He's at it again. He's like, look, let's elevate the let's elevate the purses. And uh, who was it? Was Joel Damon? I think it was. That's like, look, it goes the top guys, the JTs, the Rorys, the Phils of the world. They deserve more money because they're the ones putting you know people in the, outside the ropes. You weren't here. Bob was here. Gate got his thoughts. I'd like, to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Rory, JT, DJ, I mean, you name it, these top guys in the world, they're, they're bringing in all the money for these tours, obviously. I mean, they're the ones that people want to go see. They're the ones that people want to, you know, watch, follow, all this stuff. Um, I, I love what, what Greg Norman's doing, personally. I, I mean, I think it's going to be great for the game. I think it's going to continue to grow the game. I mean, I, I, made the compa- I made the comparison last week. I was like, look, look at the, look at the tennis tour, okay? Look at the ATP. They're around the world. I mean, they're literally around their, their, their tournament series is around the world. We have become a global market Absolutely. and it is a global market. Now. I think this is amazing. It's going to be interesting to see how the PGA tour handles this. You know, it, it's like the NFL, old NFL, AFL back then, yep. you know, Joe Namath, uh, the whole nine yards. 
But this is why, like I said, there was a few twists this week. Slugger White retiring from the PGA Tour after 40 years, I think it is, only to become the new VP of tournament operations at this at this new tour. And then on top of that, we also even touched on, we got the Premier Tour. They're still talking about going forward with their 18 tournament series, uh, 18 tournament events. So, I mean, there's a lot of moving and shaking parts right now out there. Oh, 100%. And, I mean, look at the whole Corn Ferry news that happened a few months ago as well with everything, the new purses coming out. I mean, I think people realize too that like, you know, if you want to make golf a career, yes, I think you need to have higher purses. And I think that you need to have a guy's play for more of what, you know, I think there's just too much on the line for these guys on these mini tours to come out here and, and, and try to make a living out of it. When you have, you know, Rory DJ who won a PGA event, for example, they put, you know, what 1.8 in their pocket for four days of work. You know what I mean? So golf's growing rapidly, in my opinion, golf's amazing. And I, I, I think golf, as we've all always alluded to on the show, I think golf is at its best point right now ever, in my opinion. I, I don't disagree with you. It's going to be interesting to see who's going to survive all this. And I, got, I, I can't miss that opportunity to put the plug in. If you're going to talk about surviving. You got to talk about our good friends at Survivor Golf Tee from Greenskeeper. Survivor Golf Tee, it is absolutely the durability. It's made of high, high polymer plastics. It's got a height gauge setting so you're always teeing up the ball at the same height center prong technology measured christian to produce longer straighter shots you've seen it on social media i'm constantly promoted everybody has it they love it you can find it at survivorgolftee.com and they're now on amazon so which tour survives maybe the survivor golf tee will have an integral part in that I, I agree. I still got to get, I have my hands on one of those. Actually. I remember last time I saw you, you gave me a pack of them. I actually, before the, you know, the cold weather up here in the North came, uh, I actually had a chance to use them and boy, did I honestly see a difference between the normal tees that I used. Um, it just, the ball, I just felt more confident off the tee, gave me more confidence, hit the ball driver's the worst club in my bag. Personally. I mean, you saw it when I was playing with you a few months ago, I got the right side of a fairway smoking it. I, I couldn't hit the bright side of a fairway. I could hit this. I could hit the piss out of the ball. Okay. But I cannot absolutely hit a fairway to save my life. Dude, you, you drove the, you drove I, a 330 yard downhill par four. That was my best drive of the entire week, but I'm talking every other uh, hole that we played. I'm not a driver of the golf ball. I'm more of an iron player and short game player. That's why I score. Hell so you say. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm more of an iron player and a putter player. Look, you're you're a you're a little guy, but I tell you what, you generate some serious club head speed and pound the piss out of it. For my height and my yeah, I I, I am the like farther than normal. Than you're like the modern day Jeff Sluman. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? In a way, you're like JT. JT's a little guy. JT's he's, a little guy. JT's ten times better than me. Obviously, I'd love to have well, JT. You know, right yeah, JT's it's all relative. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, whatever. I could be JT in my sleep. That's all right. No. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> no. So uh, let's move on to this one. I got a question for you. The match. Is this yeah. overkill? 100%. I mean, is this, the most, it's gonna be is this the most overhyped? I, 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 I won't even watch. I'm not even going to watch it. I'm not going to. I might watch the first few holes. The minute they came out and told me that it was going to be 12 holes, it's stupid. I, I couldn't stand it. I mean, it's just, it's dumb. It's just overhyped. I mean, right after the Ryder Cup, I, I mean, people should have just been like, okay, whatever, it's over. They hugged. Great. 
you know, whatever, just cut it at that. It's just going to be a waste of time, waste of money. I mean, they're going to make millions off of it anyways, which is such, it's a publicity stunt for the two of them, honestly. So, I mean, literally, I think most people are, would probably agree with this, that you're probably going to be chiming in to listen to Phil and Charles um, Barkley and Phil Mickelson, that is. They're chirping throughout this thing. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to get really creative because, I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, Brooks and Bryson, are they really that like outgoing personalities that are going to be so uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm I almost wrong. feel like Brooks and Bryson, like they're two, mo- like they're two very awkward people socially. And I almost feel like if they try to jab each other, it's just going to kind of have like that awkward moment. So, right? so, so maybe they're going to actually go at it, go at each other again on social media after this. Where... I mean, maybe, <laughs> I mean, they're better off talking behind a phone than they are in person because clearly they can't do the in-person shit talking to each other. So I just think it's going to be a waste of time. I do. I do hope Brooks wins, obviously. Um, but I'll tell you what, watching this tournament this week, Brooks playing that crap, missed the cut plus six after two days, didn't play well. I mean, it, you know, but I don't know. And, and, and Bryson, Bryson's all over social posting videos of him doing, you know, curls. And I mean, I know you're not a fan, right? I'm not a fan of Bryson. I hate Bryson. Okay. Hates a, actually hates a strong <laughs> it's word. It's a strong hate, word in today's world. It's a strong so. word. I, I cannot stand Bryson for the life of me. Right. What he's doing to the game, it works for him. Great. I love it. But he's just cocky, in my opinion. He's arrogant. That's just my that's my two cents right there. Okay. So you mentioned tour. Yep. Tour tour is going on. Uh they're down in they're down in Houston at the Hewlett Packer Enterprise. That's a tongue twister, by the way, for Try saying that ten times fast. Yeah, seriously. Put how many names can you put on that sponsor on that sponsorship? (laughs) I mean, the size of the trophy's gotta be like (laughs) that's you need one of those big checks just to put the name of the event on that thing. I agree, but we got a stack leaderboard, honestly. I, I, I didn't get a chance to watch it um, yet today, um, but I'm sure it's all going to watch some replays on it. But Martin Trainer up at the top at the moment? Uh, no, not anymore. Matt Wolf at the leaderboard, top of the leaderboard at minus eight. Really? Yeah. I, I haven't seen the update. Okay. Yeah, him is at – he's at minus eight, solo lead. Scotty Scheffler, Kevin Tway are at minus seven. How about, that round, that Scott, how about that round Scotty Scheffler turned in? I know, right? I what mean – and and he, and he and he's and he literally said he went out play, and one it was what did he I think he said something to the effect he, that he went out he was, I was angry I was mad oh, when you come <laughs> out angry and you shoot sixty two yeah I could see, yeah you should play angry more often Scotty all right come on <laughs> I, mean, I mean look I, I love Scotty I think I love the way he plays I, I do I do I love the younger guys I love Matt Wolf I, I there there's so many guys on tour like. You know, if, if it's Scotty and Rory coming down the stretch in a major, I'm rooting for Scotty just for the sole reason that I love seeing the underdogs. I love seeing the – nothing against Rory, obviously. I think Rory is a phenomenal player. I just love rooting for the guys winning their first major because you know probably Rory will be back there before, you know, whoever it is. So, yeah, it's it's a good leaderboard right now. You know, a lot of, a lot of big Co- names. Co-crack was up there, I think, right? Uh, yeah, Kokrak at minus five, tied for seventh. Uh, right ahead of him, you got uh, Kramer Hickok, you got Martin Trainer, and you got Jonathan Vegas at minus six. Martin Trainer struggling a little bit today, four over through 15 from my latest update that I have here. Um, but yeah, not too many people going low today. I think round of the day was uh, Vincent Wally. I think he was at minus five. And it uh, looks like that was the round of the day. So, wow. Yeah. All right. 
So uh, we're going to swing from the, the warmth and heat of Texas. Let's swing over to Florida. The Pelican Women's Championships going on right now. Lexi and Nelly are up at the top the last that the last I looked at the board, but that's not the storyline. The storyline uh, this week is all about Nelly Corda, world number one. And I'm going to break down some numbers because that's what I do. I'm a numbers guy. And Jin Young Ko, who is leading the points race. So for player of the year. It is literally a neck and neck battle between these two. Nelly, if you do if you do the numbers, you got to extrapolate it out like decimal points. What where she's at as far as number one, and I think Jin Young is fifteen points ahead of Nelly right now. Nelly actually, if she ends up holding on and winning at the Pelican, will surpass her going into the CME Cup, uh, CME Group. Excuse me. Tour Championship down in Naples, um, I believe it's next week. I I ask you, sir, who is more deserving of the of this of being Nelly, the player Nelly, the player of the year? I think Nelly Corda personally. Um, I, that's just a simple answer for me. I mean, every time we've talked about it, I follow the LPGA Tour very closely this year. Um, nothing against King um, Jin Young Ko, phenomenal. You know, I'm sure she's a phenomenal woman. I'm sure she's a, she's even a better phenomenal golfer. Um, but I just think Nelly Corda more deserving of it. Um, was it was it Nelly or I'm going mind blank here? Was it Nelly or her sister who won a medal at the Olympics? It was Nelly. That, that, it was yeah, Nelly. That's, that's the that's yeah that part of it. That's part of the argument. Is, is here you got so you got Corda leads Co in scoring average sixty nine point oh seven four to sixty nine point one eight virtual dead heat right. Um, Court is not eligible for the Vera Trophy um, because she didn't reach the minimum of the 70 rounds, so that's not in her favor. They've each won four times this year. If you count Nelly's gold medal event, uh, Quarters also her total also includes winning her first major, the KPMG Women's PGA Championship. So, did Jin Young Ko play in the Olympics? I believe she did. Yes, yes, indeed. I, I don't know. It, it's a, it's a, it's a tough one because they're two phenomenal golfers, obviously. And I do think that, you know, regardless of who goes, regardless of who's in first going into next week, obviously um, they're not going to have a substantial lead. Okay. A lot could change next week going into it. Right. Um, I think Nelly needs to not get ahead of herself right now. Currently she's sitting tied at, at first at, excuse me, minus 16 and Jing Young Ko is it tied for 11th at minus nine. Mm-hmm. Jing Young Ko could easily go out tomorrow She's going out around 45 minutes ahead of Kelly, it looks like. Um, and or, excuse me, Nelly, and she can probably go out and shoot around tomorrow. However, though, I think Nelly just needs to stick with her game. She needs to focus on beating, you know, Jennifer Cupcho. She needs to focus on beating Christina Kim, Lydia Ko, you know, Lexi Thompson, the the people that are behind her, and really just focus on winning a golf tournament and then focus on next week. So so here's the uh here's the question. It's actually even in the the uh, the PGA Tour, I think you had the same a similar question come up. Is it the guy who, in this case, gal? Excuse me. Is it the the gal who is the hottest right now? That that person's hot on everybody's mind for selections for to win, you know, the hardware, or is it the person that may have the better season? So, Co, as I mentioned, she's leading the the CME Globe um, points. 
but she's doing so because she is the hottest player on the planet right now. Over the last two months, since middle September, um, Jin Young-ko has won three times, runner-up, and a T6. Five starts and her worst is a T6? Wow. I, I'm not disagreeing with you, and I and I do think that if Nelly were to win this, obviously, this this week, I mean, people are going to count that as her sixth win of the year, including the Olympics. I mean, that's I mean, people are going to say that, you know, she's been dominant all year. You know, if you had six, if you had five but, wins, but, but, but here actually some of the people are taking a knock on her, I, rightfully so or not. I mean, let's let's be honest. She kind of stunk it up at the Solheim Cup. She did stink it up at the Solheim Cup. I will not I will not disagree with you on that. Um, the entire American team actually stunk it up. Personally. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, nobody came to play. Nellie, with how hot she was coming into that event, um, I do think that she should have played better and she'll be the first one to say it. Um, however, though, um, you can't dictate somebody's player of the year off of one bad week. That's just my opinion. I do think that, you know, out of 52 weeks in a year, she has one bad week. 51 out of 52 is a phenomenal, you know, year that she's had, um, you know, looking more into it, obviously. I just think that, um, I just think she's more deserving of it personally. I think she's had more top tens, more wins. I mean, I think she's just overall been a better player over the course of the, the entire season. So. All right. So your vote is. Nellie Corda. Uh, I am going to probably say the same. She dominated the summer. Uh, Co is, as I mentioned, is dominating the fall. Um, it will definitely set up for a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, tournament down in Naples at the uh, CME Glo- or Group uh, Tour Championship. Um, I think both of them may want to reach out to our good friends over at NIP or, or YIPS. Um, so they don't get a case of the yips. They may want to relax. <laughs> Yips.co, the official CBD of Golf Talk Live and the 19th Hole Podcast, which you're listening to. Uh, go on there. GTL10, promotional code at checkout. You can, that, and by the way, the interesting thing is they have promotional codes initially. This GTL10 gets you their code permanently. So they may have an introductory offer for a little bit more. Take advantage of it. God bless. But the GTO, our promotional code is a professional po- promotional code. So just uh, keep that in mind, folks. Uh, I did want to jump over to uh, what I think is the talk of this week, personally, Christian, which is um, Rory. We've talked about it a lot. Rory, I mean, let's be honest. Rory's kind of stunk it up a little bit. I know that uh, Andrew is looking at it from the perspective he's – the parallel, you know, here's here's guys. You have you got a baby now. He's got this. He's got life priorities changing a little bit. But I really think when you saw Rory McIlroy crying at the Ryder Cup, first of all, he won so many people's hearts that day, right? Because you saw how passionate he was about as a golfer, as a person. But I think it also pissed him off. <laughs> And, and a Rory McIlroy that's pissed off, like a Scotty Scheffler, apparently, that's scary, dude. Because the big news, is what I'm, I'll shut up in a second. The big news is he parted ways with Pete Cohen, okay? Pete Cohen, uh, world-recognized, world amazing instructor, parts ways with Pete, and is back with Michael Bannon. And the interesting thing is the reason he wasn't with Michael Bannon for some of the time is because... 
Michael Bannon was over in Ireland, Northern Ireland. He couldn't get out of Northern Ireland. So now I'll shut up. What say you? No, I, and, you know, like you just alluded to, I think Rory won so many hearts of, of, of Americans, Europeans, you know, uh, at the Ryder Cup. I think just seeing how much golf means to him, and I, and I think seeing how much he, he tried, and it, he knew that they weren't going to win, but he still went out there and he fought for his country. He still went out there and fought for the Europeans. And, you know, just seeing him being emotional after that it broke my heart because I love Rory, right? I don't know anybody on this planet who doesn't like him. Absolutely. And I do think that that game change of going back to a swing coach, I mean, I just got to tell other people, watch the hell out. Yeah. Watch out. Yeah. This is the same coach that Rory was dominating in the early to, in 2010s. Yeah. 2010, 2011, 2012, the U.S. Opens. The, you know, Rory should have a grand slam by now. No doubt about it. Okay. Right. And, coach, you know, he, he came out, he said he was trying to chase the distance thing. Rory doesn't need to chase distance. He doesn't need to chase the distance. He hits the ball far enough as it is. Okay. People need he to is, he is by far the best driver in the game. Bar none. Right. If, bar I, none. if I'm betting, if I'm, I'm a betting man, and I will literally put every dollar I own on Rory hitting drive 370 yards on the middle of the fairway. I will, I will bet you every dollar I own that he can do that. Right. <laughs> he is by far the best driver of the golf ball. He, he is by far one of the top five iron players in the world, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Putting will lack him. I will say that putting does lack, right? But I'm saying. But wait a minute. Can, you can make that. You, I mean, you could say the same thing about Tiger at times. But absolutely. putting was actually his his weakest his weakest absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I just think his you know his old coach he never forgot Rory Swing. I, I know for a fact he saw him on TV. You know, and I just think going back to him, the old chemistry that they have. I think Rory needs that in his life. Kind of like the tr- kind of like the trusted putter, you know. They're going back. Okay. You, you pick up the putter, you're going to start making some making some stuff. He did. Rory just won out in the desert, um, you know. And not to knock Pete Cohen, and I I just got to rattle off a couple of names here for you because I happen to have it up here on the screen: Graham McDowell, Louis Ostays, and Danny Willis, Sergio, Darren Clark, Hendrick Stenson have all been students of Pete Cohen's. The guy knows the game, but. As you know, and I used to, when I taught the game, sometimes it's, the message could be the same, but it's, it's being delivered differently. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's a world-class instructor, you know? I mean, he's up there as one of the best in the world. I mean, people always, you know, recognize, you know, Hank Haney or Butch Harmon, you know, all these other top name instructors. Um, but people don't realize that, like, you know, who the other guys got, you know, just because Roy doesn't have Butch or doesn't have Hank Haney or doesn't have, you know, whoever it is, doesn't mean that they're not a phenomenal coach. You know, he's been around the block and he's still going to be successful wherever he goes. I does, he win a ma- does he win a major in 22? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I'm going to, I'm going to go on an odd note here. I think he'll win, a, he'll win an event. That's a given. I think, I, I do think he will win that right in the new wraparound PGA tour season. Um, I, I do. I, I really hope that he wins the Augusta. I, I really, I really would love to see Rory win Augusta just to finally get the Grand Slam. If I could see, if I could literally have two things happen this year, I would have Rory winning the Masters and I would have Phil winning the U.S. Open. What? Absolutely. Well, just to stop the hype about Phil and the Grand Slam and everything else, and I just think that it would be a marquee moment in his career. But back to Rory, really quick. Rory got a lot going on right now at home. He's got just had a newborn baby. You know, and that that that's a that's a life changing experience. I mean, Ricky's going through the same thing right now at home. I just do think though that 
you know, uh, everything that he's doing right now, I do think that it's going to benefit him down the road personally. I agree. So when he's putting that practice in, he might want to consider reaching out to our good friends over at Perfect Practice Putting Mats. Absolutely. Perfectpractice.com. Promotional code GTL15 to get 15% off. They are also our November product of the month. And for good reason, because they work. It is the perfect gift. I've got two of them right here sitting in the office right beside me. And I'm telling you right now, they, they roll up. If you are traveling, they have multiple sizes easily can uh, easily can travel with you they have and and they are obviously the best players in the world they're endorsed by dustin johnson now the aforementioned nelly corda has used one they have the a litany of products available laser putting glasses and this is the really cool one in my opinion christian the new collegiate edition the last time ed joined us here on air the perfect practice putting mat collegiate edition. I'm looking over here. If you are a Penn Stater, if you are a UNC, if you are a Florida or a Clemson, or it looks like there's about 30 uh, different versions that they have. You're talking about the perfect gift for your, uh, for your school that you support. Perfectpractice.com GTL 15 to save 15%. And I am about to go off the show notes because we're, we're strolling up number 18 and I got to work in a couple of questions for you. One is what is wrong with the Buffalo Bills? And more importantly, what's wrong with your Eagles? <laughs> um, yeah, first and foremost, the, Bills. The, the Eagles were a Super Bowl champion team three years ago. I know. I mean, how bad Coaching, could they implode? Howie Roseman. Howie Roseman's oh. a – I can't swear right now. I can't say that. But Howie Roseman is – he needs to go. He needs to be fired. He is the worst GM in the league. Okay, he drafts people based off of potential. You're telling me right after we won the Super Bowl, okay, when our, all of our injuries and our wide receivers, we're going to take Jalen Rager, wide receiver out of TCU, has a no-name person throwing on the football yeah, based off of experience. But when you have DK Metcalf, you have Justin Jefferson. Oh, I'm sorry. You have so many other wide receivers fact, on the board. In fact, he could have picked up Metcalf. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you because I sat in the, I sat here. I'm up and and I'm 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 actually uh, forgive me world, but I'm really not actually not a huge football fan. I'm an ice hockey guy, which I want to touch on there that in a second. But I have always been a Tom Brady fan, yeah. and I grew up in New England, so I was Patriots, Eagles, Super Bowl in the house, big party going on. I'm in Philly. I'm I'm the outsider. I'm ostracized in my own home, but they win the Super Bowl. Great win for the Eagles. And what do they do? when they have Carson Wentz as good trade bait at that point in time, and they could have kept Foles, who is the love of the city. They could have gotten rid of Wentz, gotten some really good draft picks. And then they basically gave him away for nothing. Yep. And, and now, they, and now they bring in hurts. Now they're, they're, they're their player personnel moves are horrible. Terrible. And Allison will get mad at me for saying this, you know, but uh, she likes Jalen Hurts. I can't stand the guy. I don't think he's a playoff quarterback. I think he's no. terrible in Philly. I, no. I, and I, I would take Nick Foles tomorrow in a Philly uniform over uh, over Jalen Hurts. Absolutely. Hands down. But, but I'll tell you what, you know, good player personnel move. Your boy's back. Alex Tuck, friend of the show, friend of Christian. Yeah. We're talking the uh, former Vegas Golden Knight. 
back home in Western New York in the back in a Sabres jersey. Have you reached out to him? I have reached out to Tucky. Yeah, right when the whole thing was kind of hot and heavy, I reached out to him, just wishing him the best of luck. You know, welcome home, all the above. Um, you know, Buffalo is a great city. I told him, I, you know, some cool spots to go to and stuff like that. But uh, no, knowing Tuck, um, he he's gonna be he's gonna thrive in Buffalo. Personally, I think sky's the limit for him. I think he's now gonna be one of the leaders on the team. I think coming from Vegas and having all the people around him and learning a lot those last four years. And, be, and being put in a situation where they were, where they were, they were in the cup, they were playing. I mean, they were playing big games. I yeah. mean, you're to, to your point, he brings, he brings a leadership capacity that God knows they need. Absolutely. I mean, he, he's, I, I bet you in the next three seasons, I bet you he'll be a captain of the Sabres. I truly yeah. believe that. I truly believe that I do. They're going to fill up that arena now with a lot of people. You know how many people are going to go to that arena now from Syracuse, from Albany, from Rochester? They're going to make that drive out there just to watch Tuck play. You know, I've already told Andrew, I've already told Tucky, I go, hey, man, when you're all settled in, you and I, we're going out, we're grabbing dinner like old times. You know, I don't, I'm not going to look at him as a pro hockey player. I'm going to look at him as one of my best friends. Um, and that's how he looks at me, obviously. And some things never change, you know. You're gonna make the drive up from Philly, bro. Come I'm on, make the drive to Philly, hang out with Tuck. There's a, there is a couple of really good bars in downtown Buffalo. We can hang hey, out. I, will, I agree. You know, I just know again, knowing him, knowing his family, um, I gotta, I gotta believe that they're super psyched about this trade. And, and rumor has it, you and I know a place that for late night beer run in downtown Buffalo. Oh, absolutely, it's best place in the round, best place in Buffalo. I, to be frank with you, I, I do think Buffalo won that trade. I, I truly believe that. You know what? It was time for Eichel to go. It really it was. was time, but I'm I'm worried about Eichel's neck surgery coming up. I don't know. You never know what happens in surgery, obviously. And the neck is something that you can't joke around about. But you know, I know Tuck won't be. I, I don't think he'll be able to play until January. I think he's recovering from a shoulder surgery that he had. Um, you know, but I'll tell you what, man. When he puts that uniform on, rocking eighty nine, I, I bet you what, adrenaline's going to be pumping. First game in Buffalo when he comes back. That place is going to be loud. It's going to be rowdy. It's going to be awesome. Um, I can't wait to watch him play. I can't wait to watch him. I can't wait to see him again. Obviously, it's been too long since I've seen him tuck. Um, but if he is listening to this, you know, you're the man. And there you go. I can't wait to see you and party up with you soon, bro. There we go. So there you go. We're talking golf. We're talking football. And we worked in a little hockey. So, hey, it was all around. Love that, baby. Love we're that. Good time in the 19th hole today. Putting the flag stick in, my friend. Any final thoughts? You know, I deeply, sincerely miss Andrew, right? It just, it kills me. It really deep down kills me to not make fun of him. But you know what? His putting still sucks. Yeah, I will see him next weekend, actually. All right, we're having a little Friendsgiving at his house, okay? And he's telling me that we're going to go out afterwards and stuff like that. But, you know, Everybody knows Andrew, you know, the minute he has it like two trulies, he's drunk and he's going to be passed out on the couch by 10 o'clock. Are you doing so. Friendsgiving? Yeah, he wanted to do a Friendsgiving to break in the new house. You know, basically all of his, all the uh, bachelors are coming up from, uh, you know, Syracuse, Buffalo, all his groomsmen are coming up as well and, uh, and the wives. So nice. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, you know. So we're all bringing a little food. It's going to be a lot of fun. Drinks are going to be flowing. Football might is going to be kind of on, you know, it's just, it's going to be a great time. So yeah. yeah. Overall guys continue to follow us on social media. I know I'm back, baby. I'm back better than ever. I'm here. Your favorite golf talk liver is in the building again. 
And, uh, you know, I'm sorry, Alan, I, I, I love you. Uh, but guys, no, seriously, follow us on social media. We greatly appreciate your feedback. Seriously, it means the world to us. Um, any way we can get better on this show, continue to grow in it, hopefully every single week for you guys. We're trying to give you guys more content, making you guys laugh a little bit more. Um, anything we can do to improve the show, please let us know in any comment sections on Instagram, Facebook, you know, Twitter, anything. Um, yeah, that's really it. Andrew still sucks at putting. And right, uh, well. that's it. Uh, there goes my notes because, well, everything I was going to add at the end, you already covered. So, hit it, Christian, you hit it long and straight because it beats me hitting it short and crooked. You only have one opportunity to sell your golf property. Shouldn't you partner with an expert that offers you 30 plus years of golf industry experience combined with the reach of a global leader in real estate? Collier's International Golf Brokerage and Advisory Services understands your unique business needs. Whether it is brokerage, management, and consulting, be reassured that the market leader in the business of golf is providing you the real answers and practical solutions you deserve. Contact Golf Talk Live co-host and Collier's Golf Advisory Services member, Alan DePew, today at 717-554-8519. That's 717-554-8519.